2: Hey, everybody, welcome to the Dungeon Cast. I'm Will. And I'm Brian. This is the podcast where we talk about everything Dungeons and Dragons, from vibrant victories to vicious villains. And today, we're talking about Vecna. Hey, Brian. Hey. Hi. So uh I, I believe our last episode was actually the first episode of the new year, but this is the first
0: time we've met this year. Happy new year. Happy new year, Medusa. It feels like it's been forever. It's, I know. It feels like it's been forever. I know. Holidays... Holidays, Whew. man. Yeah, dude, really, though. <laughs> it, it really takes a lot out of you. But we're back at it again, 2019. In. New podcast, who dis? <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> Let's go.
2: Um, so uh, it's been a while since I, I did a uh, Twitter vote to, to have the fans kind of decide on a subject that we talk about. So I decided to do that for the next deity we spoke about. Uh, I did a big old um, poll on Twitter. A lot of people voted. And you guys voted on Vecna. So we're talking about the god of necromancy today, Vecna.
0: Yeah, you guys are nasty. Indeed. So, so revel in your nastiness today we're talking about Vecna <laughs>
2: let's get into it yeah uh, Vecna was once an exceptionally powerful lich who eventually became a god he's originally from the Greyhawk setting which we I we haven't really talked too much about Greyhawk setting but the Greyhawk setting is Gygax's original setting it's, yeah he made it up it, it's the OG um, default setting of Dungeons of Dragons
0: he was uh, testing the physics of his tabletop RPG Mm -hmm. Uh, in the Greyhawk setting. Indeed he was. Uh, Was he? Was he really? I I don't know that for sure. I mean... Was he using... When he's developing the system, like the D20 system and and everything like that, is he actually like running a story and he's like, maybe we should do it like
2: this? I'm not sure what Gygax's process was, but I mean, I'm sure that all the... What's the, the, the playtesting he did in his own setting? Because why wouldn't cool. he? Yeah. Um, so Vecna is the neutral evil god of knowledge, secrets, necromancy, and the undead. Okay. He's usually depicted as a powerful male wizard with the body of a desiccated corpse. Neat. Missing its left hand and left eye. Um, this is because he lost these when he, I would say in life, but he was a lich at the time. So not in life. In after But in, in mortal form, he lost these permanently. Okay. And we'll talk a little bit about that later. Um, and so for some reason, his immortal form, he just keeps it that way. Okay. So um, he
0: he lived, lost his eye and his hand, and then died, which is like to say became a lich and Whoa. then like kept his form as it's complicated. As is. It's okay.
2: complicated and we'll get into it. But that being said, Vecna is often depicted as still missing his left hand. Eye in his left hand, and his holy symbol is a left eye clutching a, a left hand clutching an eye. Okay, um, and he has the there. There are two uh, powerful artifacts of his that are on the mortal plane called the Hand of Vecna and the Eye of Vecna. And we'll get a little bit into that as well because they're they're important to his story. Yeah, so uh, Vecna is. Um, He, uh, like I said, desiccated corpse, missing left hand, left eye. His his titles include the Arch Lich, the Maimed God, and the Whispered One. His major MO is basically taking over the universe. (laughs) Okay. Basically, he has this never-ending quest to gather uh, knowledge and secrets and magic with the sole purpose of overthrowing and killing all other deities so that he's the only god left and he, he would just rule the universe. So
0: we got fantasy Hitler. I, Fan,
2: know, I guess fantasy Hitler, sure. Um, just, you described like, Hitler right now to me. <laughs> okay, yeah. as you'd imagine, he has literally zero allies and oh, many, okay. many well, enemies. Yeah.
0: I mean, does Hitler okay, yeah. Let's not get into yeah. the yeah. of that. Hitler thing. had a few allies. So, so no yeah. friends. What no about, friends. What about like cult? Is do people think of their cults as friends? Because Vecna would have like a cult, right? Uh yes, he
2: does have an extensive cult, which we'll get into. Um but They're not friends, they're co workers. They're co workers. And yeah. quite frankly, he trusts none of them. And he kind of has a reason for that, because there is a point in time where he has very trusted uh, like advisors or generals or lieutenants sure and then
0: problems
2: arise and so the whole not having friends thing is part of the game for him (laughs)
0: like every time he tries to trust somebody like he gets thwarted (laughs) because of them and it's it's all of his issues stem from there. Indeed. He all just, of his recent he issues. He has to do
2: everything himself. You know, he can't <laughs> deal with other people. Okay, um, So Vecna is actually considered to be the most powerful lich in all of history. Possibly the most powerful wizard to ever live, at least in the Greyhawk setting. There's a couple other wizards from other settings that obviously could give him a run for his money.
0: Yeah, his rivals. Yeah.
2: Uh, Raceland Magir from Dragonlance would be one. Elminster, Minister, obviously another um, those are only really two I can think of off the top of my head I'm sure there's others let you me probably know don't even f- know, l- know who those people are yeah
0: let me know who your favorite um, wizard that could take Vecna is yeah Living I'd Vecna be interested in the, in the comments yeah
2: in d d setting only you can't you can't bring other like not d d settings no bring it on <laughs> Harry Potter
0: definitely could take Vecna
2: uh, no Vecna would rock <laughs> <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ Voldemort would not stand a chance against Vecna uh, that just seems oh. like a
0: power scaling thing I think in the later yeah. in like the third season of Harry Potter they would probably have enough for power me, to- putting
2: for me putting Vecna up against Voldemort is like putting Goku up against Ryu from Street Fighter. Well that's what
0: I mean is you gotta yeah. you gotta give everybody some time to move forward because if we're <laughs> talking about like Dark Ryu who's awakened his like evil Hado powers and shit. Okay, like okay. maybe who knows? Who, who knows? Really knows? Who knows? Um bo- both both Majir and uh El Minister will get their own episodes one day. I did see Akuma kick a submarine in half underwater. That's oh, pretty strong. That is pretty strong. I don't know if Goku could do that
2: so Vecta's story is it's 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 truly a long tale of immortal ascension he goes from a human man to a wizard to an arch wizard to an emperor and lich to a demigod a lesser god and there's even a point where he's a greater god at some point so we'll we'll talk about all that when people think about a mortal made god Vecna's usually the first one to come to their mind okay people Um, love this shit yeah it's 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 a cool success story
0: (laughs) yeah (laughs) but uh i've noticed that if you become a god like a lot of times you become not a god later on
2: yeah, I mean, it, yeah, it happens. Okay. Oh, are we talking about the Raven Queen here? Yeah. Yeah. Or like,
0: um, <laughs> there's another one too. Never mind um, though.
2: Okay. Yeah, I mean, Forgotten Realms has a bunch of mortals made god who die and sometimes de-god or re-god
0: and <laughs> anyways, let's actually <laughs> oh, get- Oh, like Orcus, right? Orcus. Orcus, what about or- Orcus, Orcus was a, a man who became, well, a demon lord. Yeah, yeah, but then he become didn't he to go through like a like a story arc where he's not a demon lord or Yeah, he did. he, and he, he actually died. did become
2: a god for a little bit. I forgot yeah, about that a, Yeah, became okay, yeah. a god, his story was so convoluted. Yeah. Speaking of convoluted stories, let's talk about Vecna because it's convoluted <laughs> as hell. It's
0: gotta be complicated.
2: It's time to tell god. his tale. Yeah. Um so before we get into it. Vecna's story, it, it's really long, and a lot of bullshit happens. <laughs> the details are extremely scarce, and I had to piece the story together over nine different sources. Oh, man. So here's my best synopsis. Um, yeah, let's get into it. Vecna was born millennia ago as a human in a city named Fleith. Um, He was initially trained in the arts of magic by his mother until she ended up being executed by the government of Fleeth for practicing witchcraft. Which makes me think, I guess, magic isn't allowed in the city. I don't know much about Fleece and I don't know much about Greyhawk, so I
0: can't actually say that for sure. I mean, but that's pra- the impression pra- it gives me. Practicing witchcraft is like we don't understand magic, maybe, or like, yeah. or maybe we, specifically dark magic. Yeah, like ne- I was gonna say necromancy. Like you're you're doing dark magics, and we caught you red-handed. Right, and it's time to die.
2: And so with the death of his mother, Vecna ends up uh, vowing vengeance upon the city of fleeth and he begins his pursuit of the dark arts <laughs> he, in fervor.
0: He just, like, leaves town and <laughs> was, like, pointing at everybody on the way out, like, all you motherfuckers. All you motherfuckers. All of you. Everyone. <laughs> and everyone you know. You, Timmy. Um, I love playing kickball with you, but it's time to die. So
2: with this, he swears vengeance, begins his pursuit of the dark arts, uh, and the details of this pursuit are not really spelled out in any source book. Maybe in some novel somewhere, but I didn't read it. Um, oh,
0: you know there's, you know there's yeah, a novel Yeah, it's probably
2: there. a novel, but I, I don't know where or what it is. <laughs> but it is said that um, there's, a, there's a lot of myths around how Vecna became so goddamn good at magic. And one of the myths is that he was given direct tutelage by a godlike entity known as the serpent. And the serpent is Greyhawk's uh, version of like the personification of magic itself. Okay. And so it's like magic itself took a shine to him. And basically taught him extra.
0: Okay, the magic snake showed up and, and taught me how to fireball. Real <laughs> indeed,
2: good. indeed. So it's uh, it's also said that during this time, the snake was like, "It's Livio saw Livio Sa." <laughs> right, right, exactly. Hermione. <laughs> um, so it said that during this time, he uh, while while he was like, just really getting into and becoming a master of the dark arts, he ended up gathering together a bunch of ancient dark writings from ancient Vasharnan spellcasters and clerics of Nerul god of death we talked a little bit about narule in the raven queen episode Mm -hmm. um and so he he gathered all these ancient dark writings um and he ends up adding a lot of his own discoveries to these works and uh i think when when he f- eventually becomes a lich he he binds these works into one tome uh, uh bound in human flesh and like binded in demon bones what yeah human flesh and demon bones
0: he did that shit where he like inflate, like you know when you inflate a balloon and then like deflate it over your phone to make like a phone case have you seen that no i've not seen that what i'm just you, you know, don't have to show me i'm just using that as like a, a reference how do you make a a tome out of human skin i mean well, you could like leather he did. it i guess he
2: made the Necronomicon basically, yeah, um, that's what it sounded like. And you? uh, ba- this is actually in DD, this is a legendary magical artifact known as the Book of Vile Darkness. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's an encyclopedic volume full of details of evil rituals, fiendish cults, forbidden spells, and knowledge, and more. It said that Vecna achieved mastery over the dark arts no mortal has ever achieved before or since. So, big deal, Vecna. At this point, big deal. Yeah, he becomes a bigger deal as he keeps going.
0: Yeah, and there's so, a riddle in his name. Rearrange all the letters. Oh it's no, Voldemort. It no. <laughs> <laughs> so with it his sounds new, like so
2: me. so with this new attained power, uh, he ends up uh, becoming a lich, and then he gathers an army of evil spellcasters, undead warriors, etc. He establishes a territory, and over the course of a thousand years, he builds a mighty empire
0: okay yeah. wow so now
2: he's an emperor lich king
0: is there like a blitzkrieg moment where he like has to go like take over this land with his like army of evil people or is he just like sending the details out details like are invites? not
2: spelled out really the details it's it's like the telling of jesus life it's like he's 12 and then bam he's he's 30 i'm gonna picture so.
0: <laughs> like a scene from sandlot where like one kid's riding his bike through the neighborhood like we're gonna go play ball and every, all the kids are getting on their bike <laughs> right. and like following him <laughs> down like an alleyway right right that, it's like that it's
2: <laughs> like that okay sure but yeah no no it's seriously all the lore i could find it's like he he was a young boy learning the dark arts and there's some legends about that bam he's an emperor oh yeah and so they so there it is pretty
0: much how it goes yeah that's why you gotta you gotta buy the the book he writes later
2: indeed yeah so um he he, at this point he's so infamous and his empire so vast that like even his chief lieutenants are infamous in their own right um and he had two major ones uh one is castle bloody handed who at the time was an evil human paladin he later becomes a, a very legendary vampire lord and a the half demon apprentice of vecna who eventually becomes one of the most legendary liches to ever live we, we talked about him a little bit in the lich episode um he'll get his own episodes rolling in,
0: in deep company here yeah
2: indeed like he's so badass that his lieutenants are legends oh wow like so yeah vecna
0: he's like a super legend
2: so at the height of the Empire's power, uh, Vecta finally lays siege upon Fleeth. He's like, the moment is now. <laughs> and here he is. And there's nothing they can do. He's just, he's a force to be reckoned I with. wonder
0: if that was the catalyst. He's like, I have to get so powerful. There's like literally no things that could happen to stop me. I think so. Yeah, I think so. All right. So
2: he ends up slaughtering every single citizen of the city, save for uh, the ruling city officials whom he uh, laid the heads of the dead of all the citizens before and then he tortured the the city leader uh, he isn't really given a name. Um, and he tortures this person before the remaining officials for an entire day. Uh-huh. Then, when he's done with all this, he releases the dozen or so officials and promise them, promises them a lifelong of protection so that they'd be forced to live with the horrific memories till their deaths.
0: Oh, cool. Yeah. It's so. like, you're going to die. But, you know, <laughs> chill for <laughs> a while before. You're going to be traumatized for decades. Yeah, it's going to be great.
2: Yeah. So after the annihilation of Fleith, Vecta, um Vecna ends up being betrayed by his most trusted Lieutenant Cass, the bloody handed. Oh, man. Um, the details of... The Ex-Paladin. B- right, ex-Paladin. So he, he's probably a death knight at that point.
0: Really. Yeah, I was going to ask you if that, like, why didn't he become a death knight?
2: I, the details weren't really given. I'll uh, Cass might get his own episode, and I'll, I'll do some extra research at that point. But uh, as far as I know, evil human paladin is all we got. Yeah. Um, the details of the battle between them isn't told, but uh, the only... Vectum was slain. He's killed at this point. Uh, and Cass is launched, like, across the multiverse. So I just imagine, like, there was just a big, like, spirit bomb slash planet ending moment. Not actually planet ending, but big Dragon Ball Z moment where they kill each other, basically.
0: Oh, okay, like Vecna summons a bunch of skeletons and forms them into a ball and throws them. Yeah, well, I just picture, like, okay, the way
2: I picture it is Cass gets the killing blow with, like, his soul-rending weapon. And then as Vecna's finally dying, he, like snaps his fingers and opens up a void that sucks Cass into like God knows where.
0: Yeah he's like well I usually don't do this spell when I'm like in the room but here we go. Indeed yeah Yeah, exactly
2: (laughs) summons a black hole. For sure. So that's that's how I picture it but honestly it's up to DM's discretion of course. Um, So it launches Cass across the plane, uh, across the multiverse, and lands him in the plane of ash, where his proximity to the negative planes actually turn him undead, and he becomes a vampire that
0: way. Shit! Um, It's like falling into acid. Like you're a fucking Batman villain. Right? Exactly. (laughs) Right. So
2: Vecna's uh, mighty rotted tower is destroyed in this fight, and the only surviving objects um, are Vecna's left hand and eye. This is how he loses them. Cass takes them from him, Um, and uh, and the sword of Cass, which is also very magical. Uh, powerful evil artifact. So all three of these powerful evil artifacts were left over from this fight. Now, Vecna was a lich. There is zero mention of his phylactery. So I don't know how he actually dies because you're not supposed to kill, be able to kill a lich like this, but this is the lore. He dies. His phylactery was his left hand. Yeah, maybe, maybe <laughs> Cass had the phylactery and then he did the betrayal.
0: Uh, may, yeah, maybe that just kind of goes without saying, like, yeah. if he killed him, he had to have done that. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So uh, that
2: that's, yeah, that's probably what happened. But the Sword of Cass is is very very powerful so maybe because it was so magical he could just
0: <laughs> just uh it's it's so magical it reaches beyond the fourth wall and also uh, cuts the rules in half indeed there you go <laughs> so anyways
2: death of course as uh not the end for vecna otherwise we wouldn't be doing this episode um, his spirit endured and his power ascended him to the level of a demigod now how is not explained but i do have a few theories i think there's a lot going on here i think number one his innate power is a factor. He was extremely powerful. So he's got he's got the seed yeah. of demigodum right there. Um two, his favoritism with the serpent probably had something to do with that. So okay. he had this innate uh connection to
0: an already semi divine being. Like almost like he got warlocked a little bit. A little bit, maybe. Possibly, I'm not sure. And it's then a new, um, they haven't printed that one yet in the in any manuals, right? Um, like that Warlock pack, where you're like mostly just a super good wizard, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and
2: I think three, third and most importantly, he had an army of really devout followers that basically worshipped him as a god. And as we all know, believing in something often brings it into being in Dungeons and Dragons. Right. So, a cult formed around uh, the demigod and his artifacts and they the cult ends up working to raise him to an even higher status
0: a greater power (laughs) they stood around a table Um, and they were like nah nah (laughs) nah and then he came back to life right
2: well this is the point where i think we're in second edition at this point of the story and this is where uh, old old lore yeah adventure modules start coming into play ...that really uh, propel Vecna's story forward. Okay. And so uh, in one of the modules, uh, the cult sets forth events uh, that will raise Vecna to a greater god status. But he ends up getting thwarted by the adventurers in the story. Uh, I believe the module is called The City of Greyhawk. And it's a box set that you can buy. It's for second edition. But at the end of this adventure... Um, Cass is also involved in this adventure. At the end of this adventure, both Cass and Vecna get banished to the Demi Plane of Dread, which the Dark Powers... You remember Castle Ravenloft? Yeah. He becomes a Ravenloft uh, Dreadlord, basically. Oh, wow, cool. Still a demigod, but he's trapped in his own Demi Plane, and his Demi Plane shares a border with uh, Cass's, so they're just at war constantly. Yeah, Ravenloft
0: is like a wart on the plane. It really existence. is, yeah.
2: So so that's that's kind of like the end of 2nd of Edition, kind of. Um so there they they fight the stonemate war um, and while this is going on, Vecna ends up devising and implementing a mistake, which brings us into the next um, Vecna. Um module called die vecna die
0: okay what and
2: it's probably one of the most famous (laughs) anime (laughs) it's probably one of the most famous D D modules ever oh wow but in this module uh vecna ends up fooling uh the evil god uh ayas into entering Cavitus, which is vecna's domain in pursuit of killing vecna basically he he leaked out a bunch of information that led Ayas to believe that not that he could um get to vecna kill him and absorb his powers uh, and he just kind of. But it's really just he, a bait? He, Yeah, it, it's a bait. But he incepts this idea into Aya. So Aya shows up and uh, Vecna has a chat for him. And then Vecna does exactly that to him.
0: Oh, wow. So he
2: kills Ayaz and absorbs his power. And by doing this, uh, he actually becomes a greater god temporarily at this point. Now, I'm not sure how that works because they're both demigods. So they weren't even like both minor deities. But I guess demigod plus demigod equals greater God?
0: Yeah, like exponential. I guess power. so. Maybe it's exponential. Because you do it like Kirby style, right? Like you suck right. this guy in your mouth and then like his power becomes yours. Sure. <laughs> now you got a uh, new cool hat. Either way, Vecna is more powerful than he's ever been at this point. He ends up being
2: so powerful, he easily breaks free of the demi Dread, which is not something that lesser beings can do, because yeah, the dark okay. powers would stop that. Um, and then he uh, he he uh, begins the second half of his plan, which he breaks for the city of Sigil, which we've never talked about. But let me give you a real brief, quick snippet on Sigil. So Sigil is probably one of the most major location in the uh, Planescape setting. Okay. It's essentially the center of the universe. It's like a demiplane that has portals to all other planes. Okay. And because of that, it's it's basically just one city.
0: So it's like the dumping ground of like you know you can have Greyhawk and Forgotten Realms characters in the same room. You can,
2: uh, but most importantly, like this is the city. It's a true city of neutrality. So angels, devils, demons, mortals, they're coming here to right elementals. Everyone meets here, and no one's allowed to fight. Oh dang! So it's it's this weird neutral zone, and the way it's kept neutral is there's a being who lives there. Her name is the Lady of Pain. She wanders the city at random. She's like this 10 foot tall masked female with like this feathered headdress. She does not speak. She just no one, drives you into the concrete. Yeah. No one knows anything about her. She no one knows her motives. Uh, No one no one understands basically anything about her. Sometimes she'll just show up and kill everyone in a building and no one knows why. What? Yeah. She's just and nothing can stop her in her own domain. She's an unstoppable deity. Okay. Like deities don't fuck with her because she's too powerful in her own place, and she predates the gods. And like she also doesn't uh, she doesn't suffer worshippers. People who worship her will draw her attention, and she'll kill them.
0: Okay. Yeah.
2: And this is what she's exceptionally powerful to the point like she snap her fingers and send people into an infinite labyrinth for the rest of their lives so that they can never escape. Like she's just exceptionally god level powerful, Lady of Pain. She'll get her own episode. She's really cool. She's a fan favorite. Um, oh man. Yeah. Lady um, Pain. Alright. So now that you know that. <laughs> that
0: doesn't make any fucking sense. I mean, I don't know. What's the problem
2: with Lady Pain? I don't
0: know <laughs> if I have a problem necessarily. Just like, what? Like, yeah. how has this never come up? Because we've never talked about Planescape
2: or the City of Sigil, so like I, yeah. she can't leave. So oh, like wow. why why would she come up?
0: God, there's so many different settings. Yeah,
2: indeed there is. Okay. So now that you know that, Vecna breaks a break for the city of Sigil. This is all in the in the adventure module. Um, he makes a play here to control the multiverse because remember the Orcus episode? We talked about the uh, the secret word of power that could slay gods. Oh, yeah. Well, Vecna's it's the, the fucking note. god of secrets. And guess what? He's a greater god now. So he can wield that word without dying like Orcus did. OK, sweet. Um, <laughs> so now he's got the word. He's a greater god. He shows up in Sigil. He's like, this place is mine now. And I'm making a play for the fucking universe from here. Of what? Um, Lady of Pain shows up. Um, obviously, the adventurers show up. Um, Lady of Pain.
0: Oh, this is the module. Like this, this, is this is the module. A, okay, yeah.
2: Lady of Pain shows up, and even in all of her power, which I just kind of described to you, she can't fully stop him, but she can weaken him. Okay. Because he's got the greater power. He's got the power of a greater god, and he's got the secret word that can kill shit. So he's like super, uber powerful. He's okay. Like,
0: <laughs> this is like the first Brawley movie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, so the point is like oh, the point
2: is that she can weaken him just enough for these awesome adventurers to finish the job.
1: Yes.
2: OK. <laughs> Which they do. I, obviously.
0: I mean, if you're going to sell a book, that sounds great.
2: Yeah. So. So uh, he's thwarted by Lady of Pain um, duo at, with the uh, with the group of adventurers. Um, and then Vecna is then Ejected from Sigil Greatly diminished But still a lesser god At this point So I guess it kept Some of the IS juice Okay Because Aya's doesn't die He actually When this happens He gets some of his power back But anyways My mind uh, is blown at, at this point Vecna journeys back Across the cosmos To his original um, setting of Greyhawk uh, to the to the material <laughs> plane of Earth. Okay, where he takes his crossover's place. done. Yeah, he takes <laughs> exactly. He takes his place amongst the pantheon, and that's that. That's the story of Vecna. Uh, really quickly, fourth edition introduces Vecna. You know, fourth edition is its own thing, of course. Right. Uh, but four, he introduces Vecna as a greater god of necromancy, secrets, and magic. His background is basically that story I just told you, but way pared down to something more digestible. And, and oh, yeah. like the, how they they it kind just of, they it's. Like, f- gross
0: that like kind of how they rewrite stuff and throw it on like half a page with a big stat block basically the, it, the only thing you get in fourth edition is vecna was a human became a wizard
2: became a lich became a god um and and that's basically that's that yeah okay yeah it's just it's the same story without all the weirdness with the demi of dread and the city of sigil and okay. all that other yeah, stuff. Sure. it's just like a clear linear line and with that being said let's take a short rest yeah yeah <laughs>
1: That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the
0: story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's king of the egg cream.
1: So if you like funny, true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to the part of the episode. We're not talking about the last thing we were talking about. We're talking about some new thing, and it's about, uh, I think you called it spreading the dungeon love?
2: I said, yeah, it's time to spread the dungeon love. It's time to
0: spread some dungeon love from our recording dungeon where we record the show, and we just think about how much we love everybody. We love you guys. If you can hear the sound of my voice, thank you for watching the show, listening to the show. I really appreciate it, and I hope you're enjoying it. Let's talk about some people that we want to think in particular, Will. Indeed. Uh, they've joined us on Patreon. <laughs> welcome to the cult. <laughs> Thank you. Welcome and welcome. I'm hoping you're enjoying your <laughs> bonus content. <laughs> uh, shout out to Donovan. Thank you for joining the Patreon. Thank you, Donovan. Uh, Patreon. And uh, shout out to Zua Kai. Thank you, Zua. Uh, thanks for coming on board, guys. <laughs> <Welcome>. <laughs> no, yeah, I really do thank you. Uh, thank you guys very much, and I hope you're enjoying the bonus content. So uh, there, we we want to plug some stuff. Indeed. Um, Will, where can everybody find you on Twitter? Uh,
2: at the Dungeon Cast.
0: Okay, yeah, that's right. And you can find me on Instagram at the Dungeon Cast. Indeed. Um, we're kind of we kind of just like take responsibility of those two things individually pretty much so indeed well is uh will's killing it I'm on the twitter, twitter boy and i'm the insta boy <laughs> and uh welcome to the dungeon cast when the short rest um you can also email us collectively we both check the email address and it's we try true. to respond to people true. um you can find us uh the dungeon cast at gmail.com uh hit us up with some story time I guess, mm-hmm. critiques, yeah. whatever. Come, Any feedback, there.
2: anything you want to say to us, say yeah. to us there.
0: Um, Add space inquiries, you can you can do that there. We do have um, the front spaces filled up for a little while, but if you guys want to get in on this middle space or this back space, you totally can. Um, and I think that's all we really want to say in this short rest and keep it short. I think so. You guys have a wonderful day, and we'll see you back at the show.
2: Let's get back to the show. people voted and i give the people what they want
0: we've returned we've returned to what you want um
2: so it's time to talk about vegnus cult now hell yeah vegnus cult is a truly secretive and esoteric order i mean he's the god of secrets so of course they're incredibly secretive yeah um they operate undetected throughout the entire cosmos and because of their uh their secretivity is that a word? Good word. Yeah, sure. It is uh, now. His dogma uh, and the operations of his cult are not widely known, and uh, nothing's really spelled out in like a religious doctrine or anything like that. What is known is that Vecna commands his devout to amass knowledge and secrets at all costs in order to uh, further his goals of taking over the universe. Yeah. He believes in... Okay, so this is important in Vecna. Vecna believes that there exists a secret that can destroy any being, no matter how powerful that being is. And his 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 mantra, if you will, is... In every heart lies a seed of darkness kept hidden from all but the self. Finding and exploiting that secret is the key to undoing one's enemies. Knowledge equals power. Now, this extends to not just the knowledge uh, that he wishes to gain, but knowledge that he seeks to keep from all others but himself. So, like... He also believes secret these secrets can be used against him. So, but the best way to safeguard that is to amass these secrets and then kill everyone who knows it. And then now that secret is his to keep.
0: And that's what it means to turn the secretivity up to eleven.
2: Indeed. So there's Indeed. a there's
0: a tenth level, there's one tenth level spell in all the game, and that's what that's it's a secret, and Vecna doesn't know it or does know it. Um. Well, I
2: mean, that word of power that we're talking about is a good example of like super secret forbidden knowledge that yeah. he gained to. To get way higher in the hierarchy than he was before, and yeah. it worked to a certain extent.
0: It's like a bonkers power word kill. It's god word kill.
2: Right now, uh, people who worship Vecna, you know, obviously the undead, uh, power hungry spellcasters um, are also prominent in following, but. A big portion of his cult are spies, blackmailers, and corruptors. They subvert governments. They seduce good folk to evil. They infiltrate organizations of power, and they spark wars between enemies. There's a really, really good quote from... I uh, can't remember which Dragon magazine, but it was it was a Dragon magazine with the write up on Vecna. Yeah, and it's, those are really good. There's th- a lot of good info. Those, on those are really good. I really enjoy those. And uh, the quote is: "Vecna is the secret whispered in the dark, the deathbed confession that topples empires, the lost spell fragment that can shackle the mortal races forever. He waits in hidden places, unearthing dark knowledge and horrible, long buried things to further his goals and take the world for his own." Okay, like that's Vecna in a nice. nutshell. Like he's powerful, much like. Asmodeus or any of the other powerful gods, but like he works a little bit differently. Like he's a knife in the dark, while Asmodeus is like the army, you know, like oh. the iron fist. Like Vecna Vecna is the the assassin. Right, okay. So secrecy is Uh, also a necessity for the cult of Vecna due to the fact that uh, basically Vecna's goals put him at odds with every other being in the universe, both good and evil. Yeah, So they got nothing but enemies, so they have to be secretive. Um, And they're so good at covering their tracks that few of their selves have ever been uncovered. And uh, even then, it's only small groups are captured and interrogation of these cultists is often completely useless. Um, For two reasons. Number one, they're devout and secretive, but also uh, Vecna commands an extreme compartment Mentalization of information among his followers, so that no one really has all the se- like. Even like his high priest only knows a limited amount of the secrets yeah, of like how things you work. You get
0: some secrets, you get some secrets. Everybody gets a secret, but it's different secrets. Exactly, and the and the reason being,
2: like he was betrayed by his most trusted dude, right? So he don't trust anybody, right? Anymore. All secrets for him only, right? So yeah, so all the secrecy you would think should make the recruitment efforts like useless or like really um ineffective Mm -hmm. but they actually the cult uses their secrecy itself as a recruitment tool in these three ways if you show up your signing bonus
0: is one secret
2: (laughs) right (laughs) so in these three ways um number one uh blackmail now the cult of Vecna often uses the dirt they have on people to force them into Vecna servitude uh and to reveal secrets about others that they know. So yeah. They okay. get more people that they have dirt on to join the cult.
0: Right. I know your secrets. And they
2: just repeat this process. Tell me your secrets so this, and I won't
0: tell your secrets.
2: Exactly. <laughs> uh, this builds a web of connected secrets that can capture an entire community through nothing but threats. Oh, man. Um,
0: That's what you all get for gossiping. They're going to come wreck your shit with
2: your secrets. <laughs> and to further Vector's this hold on these same people... Um, there's this kind of sunk cost fallacy that, that kind of happens with them where in order to not reveal their secrets, they are slowly, um, what's the word I'm looking for, um, convinced to do more and more terrible things until eventually they're so deep into it. They've done so many bad things. Now, all those secrets can be used against them and they're just never getting out. Yeah. And so either they go crazy. Uh, they kill themselves or they just, they, they buy full, fully in and now yeah. they're full on cultists.
0: They try to like take on another, uh, they, another <laughs> secret pact as like a, like, like a, like a devil or something. And it's right. like things just start fucking spiraling out of control. Yeah, what this reminds me uh-huh. of, um,
2: in, um, there's a, in the new 52 of DC, there's a Batman comic called zero year written by, uh, Scott Snyder. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's a really good story, but in the story there's a villain called, um, I think it's just called red hat. Either way, there's there there's the red hat and the red hat gang, and you end up discovering spoiler for zero year is that every member of the red hat gang is number one a prominent member of society, but number two they're all unwilling, um, they're they're all being blackmailed to oh, be a member. It's the red hood. Red hood. That's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah yeah. I don't know why I was saying red. And hat. isn't it yeah, uh, isn't
0: it year zero? Not zero, uh, zero year. zero No, it's zero. It is zero year. year? Yeah, it's is zero year. Is year zero different?
2: No, year one is a different oh, thing. Oh, that's yeah. what it is. Yeah. Year one. So in zero year, the Red Hood has uh, the Red Hood gang, and each member is a prominent member of society, but they're also an unwilling member because they're being blackmailed to be there. Right. But the thing is, they think everyone else is legit. Right. And they're the only one being blackmailed, but mm-hmm. in reality, they're all being blackmailed. Right. That's like the cult of blackmail. Yeah. And exactly. then the Joker gets up in there, and, and then, well, really and then Red Hood to... becomes the Joker. Yeah, yeah. So
0: there's there's that Joker, and then there's like uh, Detective Comics one sixty eight, like Red Hood. Yeah. Joker, there's where there's like, a bunch of different yeah it's so cool (laughs)
2: um so anyways that's that's one of the ways in which they use their secrets to to uh recruit people uh the second way is through lies so new acolytes are often lied to about the patron deity of the cult they're basically they're told that the cult serves an ancient knowledge god and then they're slowly groomed to compromise their ethics in the pursuit of knowledge until eventually uh it will only be revealed to members that prove that they're willing to do anything for the sake of learning and then it's like ha it was Vecna the whole time and you're okay with that because you don't give a shit yeah you're like no
0: dope that's that makes total sense
2: right so secrecy (laughs) for the win there and then last but not least reputation Uh, the reputation of the cult's access to lost forbidden secret knowledge is so legendary uh, that it's an excellent lure for like willing power hungry people
0: so like maybe Vecna maybe I've got the wrong idea like maybe Vecna isn't hot for secrets maybe Vecna is hot for like revealing secrets and that's why he likes secrets well no
2: he's super Against revealing secrets. That's why he does it so sparingly.
0: Well, no, maybe he just like really you can't do it a lot, right? But he maybe he's like really into it. He's uh, like, okay. ooh, I'm gonna get to tell somebody this thing today. It's been a while. Okay. I don't think I don't <laughs> think so.
2: Um mostly because that, no, but also mostly because um he stands in direct opposition of a goddess named Ion, who is the goddess of knowledge, but she's all about sharing knowledge. Oh like so knowledge her and Vecna for Fucking hate each other.
0: <laughs> and, yeah. They're just like. Because he wants like, to keep it
2: all like, no, for himself. Knowledge for me. Yeah. And she's like, no knowledge for everyone. He's like, uh-uh. Yeah. So, so yeah. So, there's that. Um, so, there is a rough hierarchy to the Cult of Vecna. That is known for some reason. Uh, Basically, each position within the hierarchy is named after one of Vecna's body parts. I think because the the original cult formed around the hand and the eye, so they just kept going. It's kind of like a necromancy thing with like anatomy. That's true. Yeah, there we go. That's probably another part of it. So, so yeah, the top, of course, is Vecna himself, followed by the voice of Vecna, which can only be filled by Vecna's manifestation in the mortal realm. So Vecna and then Vecna. Okay, there we go. Um, Next is called the heart of Vecna, which is the high priest of the cult, often a very powerful lich. Mm -hmm. Um, Individual congregations are known as organs. Each are led by a thought of Vecna. Lesser priests are known as memories of Vecna. Um, the less religious sections of the cult have their own kind of names. So, like, wizards are called the uh, things. Things I forgot. No.
1: <laughs>
0: wizards
2: are called the teeth of Vecna. Uh, thieves are called the fingers of Vecna. Uh, warriors are called the blood of Vecna. And then, like, common folk type people are just known as the spawn of Vecna. I'm
0: the eggs that Vecna forgot to pick up at the store. There we go. That's me.
2: (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So let's talk a little bit about the hand and eye of Vecna because those are his two most notable artifacts outside of the Book of Vile Darkness. But you have to understand the Book of Vile Darkness, it was handcrafted by him, but he only makes up like a third of its contents. The other
0: contents are from a bunch of other stuff. Oh, like he he went and researched a bunch of sources that he wanted included in his book and then added like his own chapters. Exactly. That's
2: exactly what it is.
0: And... um, um
2: and although the book is very important to the cult it's not like the vecna object although if there is a god that is most related to the book it is vecna so yeah anyways we're talking about the hand and the eye and not the book okay so uh both of these artifacts are powerful and they can imbue their wielder with power so they're both physical remnants of Vecna's mortal body and they but even though they're just what should be inanimate objects, they actually have a will of their own. And they are inherently evil. And they uh, they still serve Vecna himself. Okay. So they're important to the cult, but they actually, they're like an extension of Vecna's will. Kind of like the One Ring. Yeah. The Lord of the Rings. It's just like that, actually. That's so they So these artifacts actually wander the world in search of new wearers to spread evil with. So they're not usually, they're sometimes in the handling of the cult, but they're usually out in the world doing shit. That's fucked up. Yeah, it is. Like they're getting in the wrong hands and people are doing bad shit with them? Pretty much. Okay. Um, So when a humanoid touches the hand... the hand will spring to life and scratch at the left hand of the
0: human. Oh no. Yeah. Like the, that or just like like lightly? Like lightly. Oh no. And it's like weird, the, like a loving caress. Right, <laughs> a loving caress. It's like So sh- the humanoid don't tell anybody. This The humanoid
2: at this point will feel a surge of power and they'll f- feel a feeling that their <laughs> deepest desires are like within their reach Gross. and they will be if they, if they choose to use the hand, they will be compelled to chop off their left hand and attach the stuff. Oh, Attach no. it to the stump. yeah. So uh once that happens, uh, shit kind of goes downhill. But it grants the uh, the wearer of the hand, if you will, a bunch of powers. So um depending on the addition, the hand of Vecna can grant the wearer access to necromantic spells, orbs of necromantic energy, uh cold damage melee attacks, life draining abilities, and increased combat strength. Yeah, the wearer. Yeah, nah. the wearer, the wielder, <laughs> whatever you want to call it, the um, surgeon, the at-home surgeon. Right. The eye of Vecna kind of has the same thing, except for when it comes into contact with a humanoid, it will give them an intense hallucinatory vision, uh, and it will use these visions to get the humanoid to remove their left eye
0: and put pop oh, the Vecna's,
2: Vecna's in. It's
0: that movie with Jessica Alba where she gets those new she gets like new eyes from a donor, and then she starts seeing like that ghost of that person or whatever. No,
2: I've not heard oh, or man. seen this movie
0: it's bad it's probably bad
2: okay well, it sounds interesting yeah It the, um, the premise for sure right um so depending on the addition the eye can grant the wearer increased dark vision boosted arcane perception and insight checks necrotic eye beams true sight <laughs> powerful wizard spells and frightening illusory abilities neat okay oh so, yeah very powerful but the thing is both of these artifacts will corrupt their rare to pure evil over time and when the when either artifact is finished with their host's usefulness, they'll consume the owner's body and mind, causing them to crumble the dust.
0: <laughs> and then they're just like chilling again? Like and no, the and
2: then the object will return to Vecna, wherever the fuck he is, and convey all the arcane knowledge and secrets that the host knew. So and then
0: Vecna like puts it back out in the world. Yep, and upon oh. which they are released
2: back into the world to gain even more knowledge.
0: Like Vecna comes home from work and his eyes sitting There's, on his oh,
2: coffee my table. My eyes is like,
1: sick. What do we got?
2: <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. That's exactly <laughs> right. it. Yeah. Hell yeah. So, uh, so yeah, that's that's his artifacts. That's his cult. That's kind of his mo. That was his story. Do you got any questions about Vecna,
0: my dude? Um, that's weird. That weird. <laughs> Vecna weird. is weird. I like Vecna. Like, where, one would my find, evil where would you find? Where would you find? Like the hand and the eye, like where's Vecna put in the stuff?
2: Um, I mean, you know, in any given dungeon or whatever. Um, obviously, I think the most common way you'd probably introduce it is like they find the hand amongst like a uh, revealed uh, cult cell of Vecna. Okay. And maybe one of the adventurers recognizes it and they're like, oh, shit, this is dangerous. We need to
0: find some holy person to
2: seal this away. And then that can be a holy thing. Some dude's already
0: cutting off their hand. Like, I never knew my hand itched like that, but the Vecna hand scratched it. And now, like, it's either got to scratch it forever or I got (laughs) to cut this hand off. That'd be kind of cool where it, like, takes over one of the player characters. that
2: Like, the DM and the player character have, like, talked about it already. Yeah, totally. So, like... One of the members of the party becomes like the villain of the story because it becomes Vecna's new vassal or whatever. Yeah, like
0: he like he becomes the mole, right? He, he like it's the gauntlet wearing guy, and he's like, you know, oh, I'll hold that, and then right. like one day, like you know it's his turn to watch and he puts it on Yeah, puts it on well, oh and, yeah. then I, his and then, old hand, then the, hand and the, then like, the, like nothing ever happened. The reveal
2: is like it's one of the other person's uh, turn to watch the hand and they decide to take a peek and it's not Vecna's hand it's the hand of their buddy. And oh that's no! How they, that's how they realize like, and, that'd be and they cool. like
0: try to like dry it like a, like a dead flower to make it look like Vecna's hand. <laughs> right. It looks like just a jerky hand that's, in there now.
2: That's too funny. any <laughs> so questions about Vecna. His hand, his book, his uh his methods
0: um is the book floating around too is that like the book of vile darkness
2: yeah no. it's floating around it's um so it's complicated because there are copies of it that have been made that are like imperfect and oh. darkness cult is one of the few cults so they don't have
0: human skin well
2: it's more like uh it's <laughs> just regular
0: leather but it's definitely got bad shit in it
2: uh, a bo- a book of vile darkness that isn't copied verbatim lacks power for some reason And like Vecna's cult is one of the few cults that it's confirmed has one of the OG, like there was, there were six original copies made or whatever, and they have one of them. Um, OK, so, yeah, there's that. They also they it's believed that they possibly might have one of the original copies of the books that have uh, the names of all Eugoliths. We oh, talked wow. about that in the Eugoliths episode. Not confirmed, but like because they're the keeper of all these crazy secrets. Yeah, it's, it's a secret. They're a prime suspect of having one of the like three books or whatever. All of the
0: official lore is like there may or may not be this thing associated with Vecna. I mean, basically. But like, who knows, really? Yeah. Shh, and that's anybody's. kind of his
2: thing is like he he he's a very uh, versatile and flexible uh uh deity that you can use in your story because like it's a kind of uh schrodinger's cat is like it's both it can be anything you want it to be right i wonder if yeah. Vecna's
0: like like if Vecna has like people he's fond of like he i don't trust anybody but like here's twenty dollars and like i'll never tell <laughs> yeah maybe I'm. Not sure. it's a secret um his, his main, main enemy like, left me this 20 yeah his main enemies are
2: um orcus raven queen and ion but yeah, no okay. one likes him. No one like no one deals with him. Like Asmo doesn't deal with his ass. No, no one <laughs> bothers with him. Like he has
0: no allies. He's a nerd. Yeah, he's the nerd. Which of the honestly,
2: that makes him more impressive to me because of how fucking successful he is. And he has no friends. He has no ins. He's all on his own. And he's just so damn good at what he does.
0: He's like a corporate. Uh, he's like a corporate giant in like Silicon Valley. He's just like so fucking smart. Right. He doesn't have any friends. He just has (laughs) this fucking monster company.
2: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Well, with that being said, I think it's time to get ready for our long rest. We should
0: get ready for a long rest. And when we get ready for a long rest, we talk about uh, stuff that isn't about the content of this. It's kind of like the short rest, but longer. It is kind of like the short rest. And I think
2: uh, on this one, we're going to talk about our gaming channel, TDC Plays. If you want to see us here at the Dungeon Cast playing video games, go check it out. The link's in the description. And uh, it's... It's a lot of fun, we're doing Pokemon, we're doing um, uh, Outlast um, Diaries of Smash Bro, yeah. Zelda 2 is coming, yeah. um, actually very, very quickly. I gotta get on that
0: old platformers like Mega Man X and Mega Man Zero. We're gonna have um, some Mario Kart 8 Deluxe up oh, in yeah. there. oh, yeah, yeah, just some for funsies, little like stuff, yeah. What else do we got? Just a good time. What else do we got?
2: What, uh, to pump. Yeah. Um, I guess our, our D&D live play, Supercross Saga, which is right here on the YouTube channel. I think we should call it like an actual, it's an actual play, right? Actual play, live li- play.
0: Wouldn't live I'm be a- like we're streaming it? I don't know. I think they're, we should. Be- I don't
2: know what the rules to these things are, but we're playing Dungeons and Dragons on this channel. Yeah. Episodes come out every other Tuesday. Um, they're about an hour to an hour and a half long, and it's a space game. Space, cyberpunk.
0: And it's, it's a lot sp- of fun. opera. Yeah. Uh, D&D it's, 5E. it's a
2: sci-fi D&D 5e game. It's a lot of fun. You should check it out.
0: Yeah, I have a lot of fun playing in it, and so do the other two players, um, Jake and Freeland. Thank you guys also for participating in that with us. Indeed, um, you can also find our Patreon if you want to help support the show, keep the lights on, and uh, pump our like our bonus content that we put up in there. Um, there's really cool stuff going on for ten dollar patrons. I suggest you go check it out. More actual play stuff, and um, especially if you're a fan of Batman. Um, lots of cool shit. Yeah. Just recorded the finale for F bats. Um also catch our Discord if you want to get in on that. Especially if you are a patron and you're not using the the special Discord channel that we have in there. Um hit us up or like the link in the bottom and then hit up one of the mods and they'll put you in the um in the Discord, like the special
2: Yeah, we have you know, special channels for the Patreon members.
0: Yeah, it's real cool. Um you you guys are all great in Discord. Thank you so much. We just hit like three hundred um uh, Discord users in our particular subscribers. What do you call it in Discord? I don't know, but I'm like sure. they're super in there right now. <laughs> and thank you guys for helping mod that. We really appreciate you guys a lot. Um, I think with that being said, we can call it a game. Let's call it a game. I'll talk to you guys later. Bye.
2: She brews a proper cup of coffee in a copper coffee
0: pot 20,000 roaring orcs 20,000 roaring orcs (laughs) 50 sentient sacks of flour 50 sentient sacks of flour That's too funny God, I haven't listened to that podcast in forever I love
1: that show Greetings, adventurers Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story